0: However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we we simply ask for ears that hear what you are saying to us tonight, God. I pray that you would... Uh, use my words, uh, not 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 just my words, but make them your words. I want to share what is on your heart, on your mind, and so, Holy Spirit, I trust that as I do share, you will make it applicable to every person here in the situations they're going through. And so, Holy Spirit, minister to our hearts as we continue in this attitude of worship by hearing from your word and continue to direct us tonight in the name of Jesus. Okay, so we will be on this theme for probably four to six weeks. We might take a break once or twice and have a different sermon, but this is something that I really feel led to hit on. It's neat to see other folks kind of talking about discipleship that I'm aware of, and so it just seemed like an appropriate time. Uh, Let's read the text. It's uh, right here on your notes. I just want to read it, and then we'll kind of... uh, most of tonight will be a little bit of an introduction for the next few weeks, but I'll also hit on some content that we uh, read here. But Matthew 16, Matthew sixteen twenty four to 28, this particular, uh, you know, three or four sentences is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so we're going to look at all of those gospel accounts. Each has a couple different unique details that are very important, but I like starting with Matthews. Matthew uh, writes this. It said, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And, <laughs> so, that's kind of a bummer right away, deny myself, How Deny yourself and take up his cross and follow me. If anyone desires to come after me, he's talking to his disciples. If you guys want to follow me and come after me and live for me, deny yourself. First and foremost, deny yourself. Then take up your cross and follow me. And whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Jesus is not mincing words here. He's being extremely clear. We just don't like it sometimes when he's this clear, but this is... This is, again, this is God in the flesh saying, here's how you follow me. If you want to try to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for me and my sake, you'll find it. What What a little nugget there. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Amen. Okay, now, first thing I want to say here, okay? I love doing this. I love doing this. If Jesus was here preaching tonight, be a little bit better than, than Derek, <laughs> way better. If Jesus was up here and, he's, and he said, guys, we're going to do a quick Q&A and then we'll close after that. And you know, he does a little Q&A session and someone says, Lord, how do I follow Jesus? How do I follow you? He would say the exact same thing 2,000 years later. He's not different. His message is not different. And his ways have not changed. Now, He does new things that are new to us in different generations, but we know from Scripture He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not fundamentally change in His essential being. We're not going to get to heaven and see someone radically different than the Gospels. He will be the very same person saying, saying the very same things. And so there's no new way... Other than what Jesus is talking about right here. Whether 2,000 years pass or 2 million years pass, however long the Lord tarries, I hope it's sooner than later. I think it's way sooner than 2 million years. I think it's coming sooner than we uh, think. But he is saying this exact same message to us today, to the church. There's not a new way. There's not a. There's not some new fancy spin on these words. It truly is still, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Whether we like that or not, that is the, the core message of discipleship. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow Jesus. Okay, now notice this. Matthew's gospel, he makes it clear Jesus is talking to people already following him. He says that, and we know from all the gospel accounts, his disciples are present and there's another group present. Matthew is he's saying, he says this to his disciples too. So people already following him, he says, guys, if you want to follow me, then you got to do this, this, this. In other words, what I think he's saying is you have to sign up again and again and again. And again, through the seasons of life, you can't just say yes one day and 10 years later sort of drift. He says it to us because many of of us in this room, we're we're saying, I am a follower of Jesus. And maybe those on Facebook, "I, I am in, but you need to hear him tell you again and in three years again, and in five years again, and in seven years again, because life happens, and we tend to kind of want i don't know if I really want to deny myself this year. I did it last year, and it's kind of hard, and that cross is getting heavy, and you know following jesus didn't and we kind of it's it's hard at times, and there's seasons that are really blessed, and you know everything's going well, and then the next season it, there's persecution, and someone doesn't like us, and finances are hard, and we're just uh But Jesus comes to us again. He said it to his disciples already following him. And he's saying it to us already following him. If you want to keep following me, the way has not changed. It's not different. You have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Now, again, there's all kinds of spins out there. There's all kinds of things out there, you know, kind of, well, not really. He kind of, sort of, you know, he didn't really, he really meant this. And here's the good news. This kind of life leads to the greatest freedom. And not only that, it leads to the greatest reward. We're going to get to that in the weeks to come because Jesus clearly says there's reward involved. Some of it touches us now, but a lot of it touches us when we see him face to face. And what's really cool right now is because we have the Olympics going on, so this analogy really works. Just like those athletes who spend their whole life training and they get that gold medal and they're just tears streaming down their faces as they hear their national anthem, that same reality will happen in heaven. When you stand on the Bema seat and you're rewarded for your life choices to love Him and love others, it will be very similar there will be a reward coming. It will be worth it. And it'll be far greater than the Olympics. But you just got to do it. You got to follow him. All right? So that's interesting that I was studying this this week. And I'm like, he said that to his disciples. It wasn't some group that hadn't followed him yet. It was the people following him. He says, guys, here's how you follow me. And it was as if he's like, I know you're kind of in. and I mean, you're you're sincere, but I just want you to know you got to keep saying yes and he knew it was coming for a lot of them and so he's like guys you this is what it involves again i'm just going to make this brief point there are so many voices out there there's just an endless amount of preachers on youtube and opinions on social media the internet has spawned so much information it's easy to get confused my recommendation is go back to scripture read the pure unadulterated undiluted words of jesus with your own eyes with your own brain don't take a bunch of people who you don't know don't take their word. go to scripture of course listen to trusted people listen to trusted leaders that that you have relationship with but see it with your own bless you brother See it with your own eyes, process it with your own brain and your own Bible, and come to your conclusions based on what's written, what Jesus said. I don't want to go too far off on that tangent, but so much of what I do is is helping people understand. Yeah, I, I get that you saw that on YouTube, but just because it's on YouTube doesn't mean it's biblical. It's like people really struggle with that. Well, they made a video, it must be true. You can say anything on a video. You can post anything you want. If it's in the Bible, you can take it to the bank. If Jesus said it with his mouth, you can take it to the bank. It's worth its weight in gold. The guy on YouTube that you've never met, we're not even sure if it's a real person, I would really hesitate to point you there. Develop relationships with people you know, who you can actually hug and touch and talk to, and read your Bible. I'm so excited when I can actually hug and touch Jesus. When I'm like, hey, and we'll do that. Now here's the thing. We're going down, this is still introduction. The second thing I want us to get here is that this, this call to follow Jesus is not exclusive. It's open to anyone. It's open to whoever. He says this in verse 24 if anyone desires. He says it in verse 25, whoever desires, it's an anyone and it's a whoever, anyone can follow Jesus. There is nobody that he's looking down. You're too evil. This does not apply to you, Bill or Sally or, you know, whoever he, he there's nothing like that in his heart. Every person in the history of the world has a chance, had a chance or will have a chance to follow him. Adolf Hitler could have been a Christ follower. There was grace for that man, and he refused it. Kim Jong Un of North Korea has a chance still to follow Jesus. Pray for him to get saved. North Korea is the most highly persecuted uh, church in the in the earth. Twenty years running, there's nowhere on earth more heavily persecuted than North Korean believers. Pray for the salvation of the government there. Pray for the salvation or for the. Uh, Uh, the persecuted church i don't want to go off onto another sermon but man it is really intense if you're a believer in north korea he has a chance to get saved people in north korea and the government if they find out you're a believer they either immediately kill you or send you to the most harsh prison camp you could ever imagine and you usually die there that's what 1.5 percent of the population of north korea is enduring right now as we speak pray for the church in North Korea. And it's like that in many countries. Uh, Somalia, it's really intense. Afghanistan, really intense. So just, uh, there's resources on that you can look up. But please don't forget that our many of our brothers and sisters are not in an air conditioning building <laughs> on a Friday night, just totally having fun. Many are in prison. Many are, you know, there's, there's weightiness to it. The good news is that anyone, Anyone can follow Jesus and have eternal life and have, have the, the feeling I'm going to heaven when I die. Anyone, anyone in North Korea, anyone in Somalia, Afghanistan, America, China, anywhere in the world in any generation, they can put their faith in Christ and follow Him and they're in. Praise God. Now third, look at this. Anyone can do it, but there is a desire element. He said anyone with desire anyone desires to follow me, you can. So it's open to anyone, but there's an element of desire. You and I, we have to want it. He puts some desire in us. It's kind of that grace element. We don't want Jesus on our own. He puts desire in us. We turn to him, but there's an exercising of our faculties. We have to say yes. Because nobody gets saved because they woke up one morning and are like, I, I I, have this good idea, I should be saved. The Holy Spirit's already working on that heart when they come to that conclusion. But God gives us grace. He puts this, this desire in our heart, but then we have to exercise that desire day in and day out, week after month after year. We have to put something into it. Someone would say, well, that sounds like works. No, I'm not talking about earning salvation once you're saved you work out your salvation by grace through faith you get saved by grace through faith and you work out your salvation by grace through faith but there is a real you have to make choices that involve you you saying yes there's a lot of confusion on that point today well i don't really feel like it today no you got to it's like you don't feel like exercising ever, and then, but when you're done, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I exercised. You had to do it. You take a step and then you walk a little bit and then you're glad you exercised. So many choices in following Jesus. You didn't really want to, but you did, and now you're glad you did. So there's an element where God puts desire in our heart, but we have to desire it too. Last introductory point. I just want to be really clear about this. I think we all are clear, but I just think we have to say this, and we have to communicate this to those we love. Jesus called people to follow him for life. It's a lifelong commitment. And there's many ups and downs and hardships and easy days. That's what it is. There is kind of this spin, this contemporary spin where it's this one-time decision back here in the past that kind of makes it good for eternity future. I think we do a disservice to people when we present following Jesus as this one decision back here when in reality it's a daily decision. And some of those days it's a moment-by-moment decision to follow Jesus in every way uh, in our sexuality in our finances, in our thinking, in our relationships, in our work, in our direction in life. There's a hundred categories, and we don't have to figure it all out on day one. But we make decisions as they present themselves, and really, as a disciple, it's either, am I going to follow Jesus and what he's told me, or am I going to follow what I want? And Jesus says, if you deny yourself and choose my path again and again you really will be blessed and that really will be rewarded one day. And I've got a few examples I'll get into, but seven or eight years ago, I had what I tell the story a lot, I had a decision to make. The Lord made it very clear to me through many confirmations that he wanted me to leave the corporate life that I was working in for many years to start a house of prayer. And you guys can imagine that has many implications, I mean, it was, it was a radical transition that the Lord was inviting me into. And I had to just weigh like, do I really want to follow Jesus into all that financial uncertainty? I don't even know if it's going to work. I don't even know if anybody will come. Like, I don't know anything. Like, is that really, like, that's risky business. Like, you, like, Jesus, really? And Jesus is like, yes, I want you to do that. Will you deny yourself because I led you this direction. I led you to the corporate life. That was my will. But now I'm saying over here, can you do that? When was that About seven or eight years ago. And so here's the thing. It's what he tells you to do, will you do it? And it's, sometimes it's to go from ministry to the corporate life. Sometimes it's corporate life to ministry, and there's a hundred different things. But whatever he confirms for you to do, Honestly, the best thing you can do is deny what you want and go with it. And it's hard. I mean, it was, I'll just be real honest, the hardest thing I've ever done times like a 100 was do what he told me to do. And no one will ever know except him and me and a few people the amount of sacrifices I've made, and I don't want to make it like I'm the hero, like don't even get that going, (laughs) but it's just when you follow Jesus, there are some seasons where it's just so blessed, you're like, this isn't even like, wow, and then there's some seasons that are so hard, you're like, I don't even know if I can survive this, like I've got kids now, like Lord, help me, and he's just like, I'm just making you like me, put a smile on your face, kid, and so he, he does his thing, but Again, it's not the answer is do a house of prayer. No, it's follow him. Do exactly what he tells you to do. And if you're not sure what that is, just keep plugging away. It'll become clear. And so, again, are we willing, when we come to that fork in the road, he's saying, ah, go this way. And we're like, but it's so easy over there. What are we going to do? To be his disciple, to to follow him lifelong, we must again and again deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Let's break that down a little bit more. We're going to go down. This is number two on the notes. I just want to take a brief moment to talk about those three phrases. Again, we're not even going to touch on most of this text here, Most, most of Matthew 16, 24 to 28. We'll probably get to the second half next week. Jesus says, deny yourself. Okay? Now, many people read deny yourself as like neglect yourself. And I want to just caution everybody because that can be confusing. Jesus is not telling us to, calling us to self neglect or self-harm you know if you read church history some people went to such an extreme they would like whip themselves with with thorny whips whenever they sinned and they would bleed out of their back i sin god i'm going to punish myself because you told me to deny myself it's a completely wrong understanding what jesus is really getting at here when he says deny yourself is basically have this willingness in your heart to lay down what you want for what he wants this denial of self you may really want x over here but then it becomes clear that he wants you to do z and it's hard because we've like put so much thought and time and energy but he's saying i want you to come over here and that could be you know in little areas of life it could be in big areas and you know we don't you know we don't you know, wonder constantly like, well, you know, should I have, you know, bagels or toast? Oh, what's the Lord's will? Should I deny myself bagels and eat toast? Like we don't get into that granular level. But there are times where he's just really pointing over here and we were like, well, I thought, but he's saying, and so God, I'm going to trust you over here. And, And sometimes we miss it. And that's part of following him. We miss it and we mess up and we're like, oh, it was there. And so we just... We figure it out as we go on. But, but you know, my whole thing when I was 18 years old is I wanted to be a professional athlete, a professional hockey player, or maybe a professional soccer player at the very worst, but I'm going to be the next Wayne Gretzky. And as I got saved at 18, 19 years old, the Lord began to show me, eh, that's what you wanted, but he, I'm taking you to a whole, whole different place. And, you know, it's kind of like, don't I get any say? And he's like, well, you can try, but I win. <laughs> you know, you you can throw up your vote, but I'm God, you know. So, it, you know, and he, we work with each other, but he usually wins. And and when he doesn't win, it's not good. And I've just found that when he wants to wrestle, he likes to win, and and we're better for it. And so, you know, he's this loving father, and he's this gracious son, and he, he's this helpful Holy Spirit, he's God, and he knows what's best for us, but we're so small and stuck on these like, well, if I just get a few more dollars and I just do this, and then I just do this, and then I'll get this, and he's like, I've got this huge plan up here that's way better than this, this little thing over here, and this little thing. And so we just have to reconnect to that, and the way we do is we deny ourselves. We take up our cross and we follow him. Here's what I've learned in following Jesus for 20 years that when we are broken when we have this weakness about us because we've followed Jesus you know we've got we've embraced the hardships and we're doing as best as we can what he's talked about we are closer to him but when we're f- far from him and I'm strong but I'm distant from God and I'm doing my own thing there, there's it just doesn't we're not we don't There's not a connection. As much as I, like, question how he leads sometimes, I'm telling you, he's really wise. When we are weak, when we are broken before him, when our heart is tender, when there's oppression on our life, when the enemy's attacking us and it's forcing us to pray and worship more, when our finances are tight so we talk to him more, when we're having all these problems so we press into him more... We get closer. It's, it's the way he does it. It's, it works. But man, when we're comfortable and everything's going right and there's no pressure and all these, that's when we get into trouble because we don't talk to him as much. I mean, seriously, there were so many pressures and troubles the first few years we did house of prayer. I literally talked to him like a million times more. And then one day it dawned on me like that's the whole wise plan. I'm going to put enough pressure and difficulty on you that you're going to pray. And it's going to be a house of prayer. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, like that's how you do it. Wow. Okay, so deny yourself. Are you willing to deny yourself so that you can follow Jesus? Many people are proudly... Going, I'm going to do whatever I want. I've got freedom in this country. I can just do whatever I want. I am American. Jesus goes, I love you, American church. I really do. I blessed you with so much. Can you lay some of that down? Your rights to take up kingdom rights to follow me. Can you lay some down, lay down some of those things? Can you deny yourself in ways so that you can follow me? And that works itself out different for everybody. There's no cookie cutter plan for every life. Are you willing to deny yourself so you can continue following the Lord Jesus? Again, we come into a few major forks in the road in our life, okay? One of mine was, should I do house of prayer or should I do, now I could have had an easy corporate life, you know, and just made money and raised kids. Jesus is like, I, I loved that for a while, but now do this. And you know, I hope that in time, if there's another fork in the road, I'll have that in my history going, okay, that worked out decent. I think I can do it again. And then 10 years later, you know, whatever happens, I, I hope that the history I've gained in seeing him come through faithfully will lead me to believe that I can continue doing those things to follow him. And I believe that's, that's how we all are to do it. We deny ourselves. We follow Him. He shows Himself faithful. And we just rack up this history. He's faithful. Every time I try to lose my life for Him, I gain more. And I'm blessed. And it works. And it's, you know, it's hard. And there's persecution and all these things. But it works. So let's be self-deniers instead of self-preservers self-deniers instead of self-preservers don't go through life how do i not die how do i preserve everything No, go through life how do i lay myself down to serve jesus because again there's one final meeting that's going to matter the most and that's your meeting with god and you really want to be able to tell him i laid it all down for you i followed you and he's going to say yeah you did enter into the kingdom enter into your reward Now let's go to number two, cross-carrier versus comfort-seeker. This is a tough one. Jesus said, take up your cross. What's the opposite of take up your cross? Put down your cross and get a little more comfortable. And this is one of the main idols in the the earth, let alone America. We as human beings, we desperately crave comfort. And so this is such a radical notion. If you want to follow me, take up something on your life that makes it less comfortable so that there's this burden that forces you to talk to me more that forces you to go oh lord i need you this this cross you told me to carry is i don't know if i can and so lord i just need you that's the point i need i need you you need me does that make sense the taking up of our cross, it it, it involves the embracing of hardships, the persecutions, the tribulations that Jesus clearly said we would face these. Okay, maybe someone told you in your life that if you follow Jesus, it's all apple pie and roses and, you know, cream puffs. But that verse didn't make it into Scripture. Jesus guaranteed it would be difficult that it's a narrow path, that people would hate you, that some would die for their faith, that there would be persecutions, tribulations, and on and on. Not every day, but for some, that's going to be reality. And so Jesus says, look, just like I carried my cross to my death, again, he hadn't done it yet, But when he did, the disciples, they were going to be able to connect the two and go, oh, my gosh, that thing about the cross, like, it's real. He carried his cross to his death and then was nailed to it. Now, most of us won't have a literal cross to carry, but we do have hardships. We do have persecutions that are going to happen in our life, and we've got to embrace them and walk through them. The question I have tonight is, have you put your cross down? Have you put it down? Have you made decisions? Is the basis of your decisions, like how comfortable can I be? Or is the basis of your decisions, is this what Jesus wants me to do? Now it would be much easier to not run a prayer ministry. It would be much easier to not bother Christians It would be, you know, it would be, there would be so many choices I could make to make it so much easier. But the Lord says, here's one of your crosses. You're going to be this prayer guy and people are going to think you're weird and legalistic and you're going to have to be patient as you explain that it's in the Bible. And there's just so many things that you're going to have to do. And and you're going to have to do in your, your same, you know, in your life. There are crosses to carry. And I always tell people, don't compare crosses. Okay, What's what's going to be Andrew's cross is not going to be Amy's cross. And what's Denise's cross is not going to be Jen's cross. There are going to be God-crafted hardships for your life to keep you humble and dependent on God and don't compare them to people like, well, I got put to jail. Well, I got yelled at. You know, I mean, I, I don't, you know don't we don't compare because some people will be imprisoned for their faith and that is part of the cross they are to carry and others will just be slandered endlessly but they'll be able, they'll be out of prison and so whatever your cross is endure it patiently there are times where i'm like lord i don't want the cross you know whatever it is i don't want it i just want to put it over here and sit on my couch and be comfortable and the Lord says, but, but when you embrace those hardships, I know it can be weighty at times, but you talk to me more and I'm closer. And and I, he always wins. He always wins that little discussion. Don't put down that cross for too long. Again, if you've made a decision where it's like, I know Jesus told me to do this over here, but I'm not going to do it. I'm coming over here because I know that's going to be hard. Jesus says, go take that cross up. You walk with that thing because after a while, that will mold you and shape you to be a radical follower of Jesus, a faithful follower of Jesus. Amen. Let me just just finish with this. So, self, deny self, take up your cross. And Jesus says, what seems to be obvious, follow me. And I underlined me on the notes because what do many people do? They say, I want to be in love with God. And so instead of following Jesus, they follow rules. Or instead of following Jesus, they follow their favorite preacher. Or instead of following Jesus, they do something else. They follow something else. They put a spin on the law of Moses, and they're completely dedicated to this new version of the law of Moses they saw on YouTube. And Jesus no, no, this is about me. I came to the earth to die for you, not so that you could primarily follow rules or put a spin on the law of Moses or follow that guy who looks good on video. I really want you to know me. Because Jesus isn't like an ethereal concept. He is flesh and blood. He's a real person. And you will see him with your eyes one day. Your Lord and Savior is a real guy. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. And he wants to be your friend and my friend. He wants to be close. Just think of your best friend you've ever had. Or your spouse. Or your someone you've been close to. Maybe grandma or something. He wants to be close to you like that. He wants to be have a loving relationship with you. Where you talk to each other. Where you study him and learn about him. And where you make sacrifices so the relationship's deeper. He wants you to follow him. Okay, and if you follow him, then the rules make sense. And that guy over there who's preaching real good that you like, then he doesn't become an idol. Because I've seen this many times where someone started following this guy on YouTube or this person over here, and then as soon as they moved out of town or fell from grace or something happened, then the people don't follow Jesus anymore. And Jesus is like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to completely put your follow me. Get inspired by that guy, but whatever they do doesn't matter. You keep following me, okay? So maybe in your past you've had someone who I mean really looked up to a man or a woman of God, and it didn't work out for them. Okay, that hap- It's so unfortunate. It happens sometimes. You got to keep going for Jesus, though. You can't quit. Okay. Many people, they go hard for 10 years and then they quit. You can't quit though, okay? You keep following Jesus even if no one else does, okay? You take up your cross even if it's not popular. You live for Jesus even if it's, you know, the craziest thing in our culture. Keep going, okay? Let me ask you a question. Are you following Jesus? And I hope we all are. I believe we all are in this room. But it's good to hear it again. Again, Jesus said it to his disciples. He wants to say it again to his disciples in this room. Are you following Jesus? Again, let's let's remember there are commands involved. We are supposed to look up to people. Okay? But to get the 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 you know the the engine train in the front of the train, you know, we don't want to have it all out of order. We want to have a relationship with Jesus where we're following this man. This God-man who loves us and died for us, he's the obsession. And then if we're fascinated with him and want to learn from him, then all these things that he said, they're in their proper order. We, of course, we want to do them because we love him. And we'll pay attention to a few people we look up to out there on you know, the internet or in town because they point us to him. Okay, but, but never get to that point where it's like, okay, if that guy keeps going, I'll keep going, but if not, I'm done. Don't get to that point in your heart. Again, there's a lot of weak people out there, okay? We, we're, I'm weak, you're weak, we're all weak. The most spiritual person in the world is so weak. We're all sinful, broken people trying to point people to Christ. There's only one person worthy of your affection and obsession, and that's the man Christ Jesus and you know that to be true i'm preaching to the choir tonight i think we'll just end it right there i don't know how if i went long or short i can't even remember when i started the was good. I think come on come on well this is just part one of many we're gonna do four or five or six uh this is just the the introduction i don't want to go too long because i want to get into a group and pray with you that's what we do here So let me just pray for us real quick. I'll close this officially and then we'll just kind of get up here in the middle and we're going to have a little time of prayer together. So Father, we just thank you for your word and I trust that you're using it to move our hearts uh, and to remind our hearts about what it means to follow Jesus. Lord, help us tonight as I've preached. Help me to live it. Help us to live it. Help us to be those who when you call us to deny ourselves, we're we're saying, yes, Lord. And we are calling us to carry our cross, we're saying, yes, Lord. And we commit tonight, Lord, to follow Jesus above all else. Lord, we're thankful for all the commands, and we say yes to them. And we're thankful for the men and women of God who are a great example to us. and, And we say, thank you, God. Thank you for them. And yet help us... Help us to have our obsession and our focus be focused on you. We thank you for the many examples of faith throughout Scripture and church history, even in the contemporary church. I thank you for the men and women who've shaped me and helped me grow. Lord, there's dozens and dozens of them. And yet, Lord, you're the one working through all of them, God. I thank you that you've worked through so many to shape all of us in this room. And now bless us, Lord, as we move into a time of prayer. Just guide and direct this time of prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org slash teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org slash donate. That's gphop.org slash donate. Thank you and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.